Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. It's too late. You already got me going. Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have um, fudge uh, brownie M&Ms, and they're quite delicious. She's been drinking. <laughs> Again. Second podcast in a row. I haven't been drinking. I just have water. Yeah, okay. I have fudge brownie M&M's and science fiction fantasy. I have some alcoholic seltzer water and drama and romance. I have regular water with cup around it. <laughs> lipstick on that cup. And Elaine doesn't ever wipe lipstick off anything? You, you just take a sponge to it. I have a I question. have action adventure. Did you actually lose your wedding ring this time? Because you're not wearing it. I'm not wearing mine either. Because we went to jiu-jitsu this morning. Oh. So you've... Often he's playing with it while we podcast. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, it's in my cup of coffee. Mine's in my jewelry box. So we try to pick movies that are underrated. Is that what we do? We try to. Sometimes we do. Yeah. This week we did. Well, I didn't. But he did. Because <laughs> it's John's pick. If you just abandon your note altogether. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Fun. You just like, fuck it. This week. On the podcast. Wow, we are really like, <laughs> like, hey, let's see how much we can mess this up. Yeah, Every week on more. the podcast, each of us picks a movie from our respective category that we think is underappreciated. <laughs> and then we make everybody else watch it. And maybe you will, these movies aren't on anybody's top 10 list, but maybe you'll find a new appreciation for them after listening to us talk about how wonderful they are. This week on the podcast is John's pick. 1994's The Shadow. There we go. I guess I summed it up. There you Maybe. go. It's terrible. Um, so, this movie's set in the 1930s. Burn it fire. Uh-huh. Um, a reform- Second period piece in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> a reformed criminal becomes a superhero with the aid of his beautiful female friend. Wait, what did we do before that? Under Siege. No, before Under Siege. So two in a row be that movie and then this. Yeah, Troy. Just trying to see if the one before that was. Which was Troy? Definitely no. period piece. Oh, yeah. No. No, it was your movie. What was no, your movie? No, it wasn't. It was my movie. I yeah, don't remember. There's no way to find out. National Treasure. What are you guys <gasps> looking at? Wait, up? yes, it was no. National Treasure. That, I don't know that, that that wouldn't be a period piece. Know. It was a historical. They talk about a period, but it, it was a historical drama. Well, anyway, let me tell you. Treasure can piece. I explain this a little bit? So the premise <laughs> of this movie is a playboy millionaire with a dark past sets out to bring an evil Shaywen Khan to just... Wait a minute. A billionaire playboy... Shadow Khan? Batman! Is it Batman? It's before Batman. It is before Batman. Batman is based on the shadow. The, the, the writers of... But this movie Batman. is based off of Batman. Because <laughs> no, is Batman very, yeah. This that movie yeah. is based off the radio show, which is based, which Batman is based off of. I could show you some scenes in this, and you'd go, "Is this Batman or the Shadow?" This guy well, has a hard on for Tim Burton. That's, yeah, this this style of this movie was shot the same way that Batman '89 was shot. But that, the but Batman, best Batman. Batman is based yeah. off the Shadow and. And, yeah, Batman is. Bill Finger even says, "Well, you know, I got my." And Bob Kane says, "We got our inspiration from the Shadow and Zorro, who are all basically rich guys, <laughs> who put on masks and punch bad guys in the face, like you do." Just Batman is the one that caught fire. Oh, dude, we need to see if we won the lottery so that we know if you can become a rich um, vigilante. Mm. That punches people in the face. I don't recommend it. Do I get mine? You are 40 now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Calling you out. So this movie got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 35% 
on Rotten Tomatoes. Carly's the only one not in her 40s. How does that feel, young buck? I don't feel young. (laughs) Well, this movie had a budget of about $40 million and Mm -hmm. made $48 million worldwide. So it's what's called a loss. This is why there was no Shadow 2 electric boogaloo. It was a flippy floppy? It was a flippy floppy. But I think that there's some gold here. They just didn't see it right, right away. All right, now. What were we talking about? The shadow yes, knows. The shadow. And the shadow does know. Okay, so let's go with some reviews. Okay. Here's a review from a guy named Roger Ebert. I don't, know, I don't know if he's ever done anything else. Nah, it's been a long time since we had a Roger Ebert review done on the podcast. If you respond to film noir, if you like dark streets and women with scarlet lips. I do. Big fast cars with running boards. I do. The look of this movie will work for you. I should do Dick <laughs> Tracy. It's magical. I thought you were doing Dick Tracy. I should do Dick Tracy, but it's not my next pick. No. All right, so... Maybe after. He so gave this uh, four out of four. Mm, that's really high rating. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. What did IMDb give this? What did Rotten Tomatoes Six give point this? Like one? I think you said 35 on Rotten Tomatoes. And here's but, one from Brian. Wow, 35 and Ebert rated it four out of four. Wow. Here's one from Brian. Mm-hmm. Lowry. Despite similarities as a vigilante creature of the night, however, The Shadow, a character, enjoyed its greatest success in the radio after being created in pulp novels, lacks visceral appeal of Batman and won't strike the same chord. I picked this because you mentioned Batman. Tony was like, you don't know anything about The Shadow. Think Batman and Doctor Strange in one. (laughs) Yep. Kind of. See, now what's funny about The Shadow here is what we're looking at is a... Did you leave the doggies outside? I didn't let the doggies outside. Oh, crap, it was me. (laughs) I'll be back. So, The Shadow is... Wasn't originally... That was weird. That was weird. Wasn't originally like Batman, where it was like, okay, well, there's this rich guy who also fights crime. The Shadow himself was um, an airline pilot. He was a French fighter pilot in the war. And he he decided he was going to be The Shadow. Yeah, Black Eagle means... Genko means Black Eagle. And he took the the persona of Lamont Cranston. Lamont Cranston was a completely different person. And he took his identity and was like, hey, look, um, I'm going to be you when you're out of town or I'm going to kill you. So it's like, great. So Lamont became one of his agents. So the real shadow isn't Lamont Cranston. Right. But for the movie, he is. Yeah. Who's the real shadow? Uh, <laughs> he's listening to the podcast. <laughs> we'll get back he to just told us. Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was letting the dogs in. It was my fault. I'm Auntie sorry. Carly let them out. Well, who let the dogs die. out? Carly. Carl. Carl. Are oh, the names three times in her Beetlejuice pants? Are the other names of characters in this movie true from the comics? Yes. Shiwan Khan was not like the big. Well, let me talk about like well, all these people with last names as first names. <laughs> well, Ryan I will Harley. tell you that the character of Margot, I think. Was not in the original radio show, but she was in the pulp comics, so they added her. Most of everything that's in this was from the either the radio show, the pulps, or the comics. Because The Shadow is not quite open source, but will be soon. Mm. And so will Mickey Mouse, by the way, in 2023. Well, but I bet but that's Disney not going to happen. <laughs> no, nah, because they've already done it once. Disney finds a way around it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this, The Shadow went, for, it was a DC... It was at Dark Horse. It was at Marvel. It jumps around and no one really quite nails it. But anyway, what did you think going in Carly? 
I never heard of it until you picked it. I thought really? nothing. <laughs> never heard of the character, never heard of the movie, never heard of the comic, the radio show, none of it. Hmm. Elaine? I thought I haven't seen that in a while. That's good. And since you're a big Batman fan, I'm real interested, what did you think going in Tony? I hadn't seen this I hadn't seen this probably since it came out. I watched it in the theater and I watched it again on VHS. I hadn't seen it since and I was interested in seeing it again. A friend of mine Ben knows Travis used to have all the radio plays on mm-hmm. discs on oh, not discs that on would tapes, be so fucking and we'd cool. sit and listen to them and shit. It was it was pretty cool listening to that. So, but that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, man, I, I want to watch this again. It's one of those movies. There's like a I'm sure everyone has like a little rolodex of movies that they right. want to watch, but they never can remember to watch it. Yeah. And this is one of them. I was like, cool, man, I'll sit through this again. Yeah. I hadn't seen it a long time. So well, it's funny. I had burned a copy. This we had like a DVD burner back in I don't know 2002. <laughs> So we burned a copy from LimeWire, HBO or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, it was from TV because oh, okay. it had like the, right when you started, it had like the little scroll on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So it was taped off like HBO or something. Right. And we had that copy and the copy stopped working halfway through the movie so we had to rent it anyway. Ugh. He was so annoyed. It's like, ugh. Because I hadn't watched it in years. Yeah, yeah. If we had a Cinemax subscription with our Hulu, then we could have watched uh, it for free. I saw that too. Hulu's starting to piss me off with that stuff. And don't piss him off. Yeah. Well, if it was only a couple of bucks to add all those extra pay channels, yeah. we totally would. But I'm not going to add each one, you know? And I had high hopes after, you know, I was like, maybe it'll be, you know, cheap. It'll be on sale or something. It's an old movie. 15 bucks to buy it. I'm like, fuck yourself. <laughs> well, it may be one of those things where it's becoming rare, you know? Some of these DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, it's weird. They put out a certain run. Yeah, well, you can't. And that's it. I'm sure there's not a lot of uh, copies of The Shadow floating around. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. But anyway, let's get into the movie. So we open to some opium fields, and a prisoner, welcome back to the podcast, the prisoner from our Big Trouble in China episode. Mm-hmm. And, and who's escorting him? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, from Lee Dwight. Yeah, don't know either. Oh, it's, um. God damn it. He, he was also in. He's forgotten Die more Hard. about pain yeah. than you and I will ever know. Endo. Endo. Damn it. I, I was like, I forgot fucking It was a race so you can get yeah. there first. Yep. You got me. Yep. All right. Endo. Well, Endo brings... Um, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda's dad. Well, he doesn't have a, a, a name <laughs> yeah. in this. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I looked at James so Hall's IMDb. Holy shit. I looked at his Did IMDb. No. I was looking at his IMDb, because I'm sure he's been on our podcast more than anybody else, because he just crops up in all kinds of weird Everything. stuff. Um, I really hope that they do get him a walk of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. By the way, have you seen that going around? No. There's a petition. A petition. 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 Words are hard. A petition to get him a Hollywood a star oh, yeah. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But anywho, in his it always shows on IMDb like the first four of his best known movies, yeah. and fucking Kung Fu Panda is on there. And I'm like, Big Trouble in Little China is first, and mm-hmm. then it's fucking Kung Fu Panda. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, well, Kung Fu huge. Panda made a lot of money, but and like six sequels. But it's a voice. It's a voice credit. But I yeah. was like, that is upsetting because he's. So yes, it should be that, and then um, Revenge of the Nerds too, where he played the character Snotty. <laughs> I mean, true. the man is an. I mean, it's true. Obviously, he's, it should have been called a character. It actor. should have been Big Trouble in China, and then R.I.P.D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wow. Lil, so Lil Pan made is brought, so mad. Is brought before Lamont Cranston, who's known as Yanko in this. Yanko means what? Really big jeans. That's Hanko. <laughs> Hammer paints. Hammer paints. <laughs> no, we already talked about what you were going to uh, Black Eagle. Mm-hmm. Who's Lamont Cranston, who's the Scarface of, all, of the opium dens in the 1930s. I really feel like he should have bad facial hair here. It's really weird. Like, he's got the really gross nails. 
mm-hmm. and the really long, dirty hair. But he's got, he's clean shaven. Like, they couldn't have given him the world's cruddiest looking mustache. I was like, are we supposed to believe that he's not white? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was no. like, no, thankfully we're not <laughs> supposed to believe that. <laughs> no. He's probably not Mandarin. Some, there's probably some highly problematic stuff in the serials, but no. He's just a white dude. Although I did want to say, why don't we get more, well, we can't now, he's a bit old, but why don't we get more long-haired Alec Baldwin? Because he looked cool as shit with long hair if it was not, you know... And the hammer pants? Yeah, uh, llama wig, as she was a... Yak's wig. Yeah, Yak's wig. So, um, Lopan evidently screwed over Yanko, and he's like, look, there's a lot of opium going around, the world does not belong to Yanko. And then Yanko's like, oh, sure it does. So then Lopan, because he doesn't have a name, I'm going to call him Lopan. Sure. Grabs a knife and grab it, puts it to the throat of one of Yanko's soldiers. Ooh. And he's like, it's not Woo. a s- soldier. It's Wu, his bookkeeper, his motor, his. Uh, he says, Wu, you've been like a father. His to major me. dormo, or whatever you call it. Like you, you can't that. shoot around me, around him. And he's like, you know what? You're right. He looks at his guys and says, shoot through him, and <laughs> kills Lo Pan. Woo, woo, woo. Well, you know it. So, Yanko kills. Lopan in the opening scene. Like, oh my god. Yeah. How does he in this movie for five seconds? He's in a lot of movies for five seconds. Yeah. But then we cut That's to... Because he has over 500 acting credits. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yanko is kidnapped now and is brought before a holy man, the Tolku. The Tolku looks like he's six years old. But talks like he's 70. Like Does look like the golden child. He's, he, yeah. <laughs> and I said to John, man, I don't really want to watch the golden child. <laughs> she said she wants to pick that next, but we'll see. I'm not picking that next. I already... Picked a movie and I already told Arthur Oopsie. I would do it. That movie is, is is not as good as uh, or didn't do as much money as they were all hoping because it was Eddie Murphy on his run. Right, right. It's good though. But is that on my list? I haven't seen it. Yep, that in a it's long right time here, either. right at the top of my list. And never gets picked. How about that? No. Nope. All right. So anyway, the Tolku was like, "I know who you are, Lamont Cranston. I know what you did last summer." <laughs> He's like. I know that you know the evil that lurks in the hearts of men because you do it too. And I'm going to train you and you're going to stop it. And he's like, I don't think you know who I am. I'm Yanko. I'm a bad guy. And he's like, yeah, about that. So then Lamont grabs Purba and he's like, ha ha, I got you. And all of a sudden it's Purba. So Purba is a three-sided knife that's sentient and will fight you. So the Purba bites because yes it has a head and teeth and it bites him in the hand and he's like ow motherfucker and it stabs him in the leg he's like ow motherfucker bad idea anyway so then all of a sudden it cuts to a fucking scroll <laughs> and we have a crawl here that explains that Yanko was redeemed and now he's a good guy and his name is the shadow which I could have I could have gone for about half an hour more of him being a bad guy yeah that would have been cool because it get one scene of him being a bad guy and all of a sudden it's crawled. They don't show it. It's like, you feel like it was in the script. And they're like, just cut this out. Write this down. All right? No, it's too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> Let me sum it up for you. Lamont was a bad guy. But then Tolku told him how to use his mind control powers. And that was a good guy. And he took the name The Shadow. Went back to the Big Apple. Done. So we cut to the to New York. Where we see a few slime balls. Not class X like we have in this place. Right. And they're, uh, they're out. And one of the, the head guy's name is Duke. And he has uh, a guy, his name is Roy. And Roy happened to look down the wrong alley. And he's like, hey. Roy's welcome back to the podcast. From? Waterworld, episode number one. And I have it in here, but it was a little bit later. Oh, sorry. 
I'm chomping your flavor. You did. Mm -hmm. Chomp my flavor, so. That's me chomping your flavor. <clears throat> okay. All right, so they're, uh, they put some cement shoes, and it's a really nice cement shoes. Yeah, they didn't fuck around, man. These are quality cement shoes. Yeah. That's like a perfect cube on that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was just going to be some slop. It wasn't just a blob. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, man, they've done this more Apparently, than once. They got their fucking mold down and everything. Yeah. God, I do want to have a gangster name in it. Yeah. <laughs> So they're about to throw Roy off the side of a bridge, and then you hear. <laughs> There's a lot of ominous laughing in this movie. There is. Mm -hmm. Crazy and, Joker laughing. And the shadows around him, and it's like, I know what you did, Duke. You killed a policeman. And he goes, and you're going to confess. And Duke's like, the hell I am. And he starts randomly shooting in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, you'll never find me. So Duke grabs a Tommy gun and starts shooting in a circle. Yeah. And then he starts going into little, little holes, and he's shooting everywhere. It's like, ha-ha, he's going to get a whiff. He is spending a fortune. And he's, yeah, and if he was shooting for the proverbial fecal matter, he wouldn't be getting nothing. Not even a sniff. That's not, that's not the line. No. I'll have to go back and watch Holly yeah. Davidson on Marlboro Man. Or not. Figure it out. <sighs> and afterwards, Jennifer's body. Never watching Jennifer's body again. Actually, maybe I would. I don't know. I, I remember naming that. I think you So there's three bad guys, and the shadow shows up, and you don't really see him because he's still in shadow form, yeah. and he punches all the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Like and Duke. He says, look, you're going to turn yourself in, or everywhere you go, I will be there, torturing you. And he's like, and they're like, well, fuck, that's bad, so I guess I'll do that. Mm. So then the shadow makes himself, I don't know, alive-ish. You can he, see him finally. He turned, he like... Becomes visible. Yes, he's no he's longer a telepath, so yeah. he just makes you you see whatever the fuck he wants. The special see. effects are one of those. This is one of the things where they they switch between like cartoon special effects mm -hmm. and real life, which they are really nice. Which I like actually. I appreciate those kind of special effects more than bad CGI. I like this cartoon to so. Like, you'll see his shadow is kind of cartoony, and then he, like, comes out like a man walking out of a painting or something. <laughs> it's very cool. So then the shadow... Looks at, look Yeah, he does. Looks at Roy, and, and Roy's like, hey, thanks for saving me. So he pulls out some dual 1911 pearl-handed Handled. Words are hard. I've been eating M&M's. <laughs> and he shoots at Roy's feet, and he shoots so perfectly that it just breaks the rubble. And you can see that Roy's shoes are just fine. Breaks the rubble? The rubble. concrete. The, the concrete blocks. into rubble. That's what I said. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that's amazing. You didn't shoot him in the foot at all. <laughs> because if he was shooting for shit, big he'd time with. He'd have got Triceratops yeah. pile. Yeah, he'd have got... You ever see uh, Jurassic Park 2? It's a big pile of shit. <laughs> that was in Jurassic Park 1. That's what I said. <laughs> we all drinking? Tony's or... <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I get the memo? Yeah, no, shit. <laughs> all right. So We're then always all drinking. What Mo, are you talking about? Mo shows up in his super shadow mobile, which is just a taxi. Mm -hmm. Peter Boyle. Yes. <laughs> and like, this cast in this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, who? Is this everyone that owed this guy a favor? Like, why did you have this cast in this movie? <laughs> did you? This cast is amazing. Did I miss it when you talked to directed this? I didn't do any of that. I, I think No, you it. didn't. You did Steven Spielberg couldn't throw this cast together. I don't know who did this. Yeah, movie. I skipped all that. And I have it in my notes and just kind of flew right by it. <laughs> I got to know right now. Who directed this? I don't know, but there's a lot of Russell big Russell McCon... Mulcahy, M-U-L-C-A-H-Y, Mulcahy. Which translates to the guy who everybody in Hollywood he owes fucking directed to. the Highlander. Uh, I watched Highlander three today. Terrible movie. The source. The sorcerer. 
No, the sorcerer's. No, no, the one with Mario okay. and Peebles. Oh, okay. we watched okay. this that's today, and that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but this who wrote this? Uh, the guy that wrote a bunch of shit wrote this. Well, the guy who got he the wrote, the oh, guy who created Shadow got credit too. Yeah, yeah. Because but the screenplay is written by your, your uh, boy David Kep. Yep, he's written a bunch of stuff. Who did Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park yeah. and Spider Man yeah. and Mission Impossible and Mummy yeah. to the 2017 one, which you should watch if it's on. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Which we saw. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> and and more of the world. <laughs> Alright, so anyway. So, Mo shows up. Who is Peter Boyle. Yeah, Mo Money, Mo Problem. Yeah, right. Like and Death said. Becomes Her, that's it. Oh, I'm searching okay, for it. He's a welcome so, back to the podcast. He's been in this a lot. Yeah. Alright, so now, the Shadow is driving Roy home and he's like, Hey, look, I saved your life, so now your life belongs to me. And Roy's like, wait, what? what? Roy's like, that's not how that works. Like, oh, yes, like, your is. life belongs to me. You're now going to be one of my agents. He gives him the little ring. And he gives him a ring and he says, you'll know my agents because they'll say to you, the sun is shining. And you will reply, but the yes. ice is slippery. You'll also know my agents because you all have to wear this giant ring all the time. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about that ring. Eventually because everyone will have one. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how these how the shadows ring works because at one point he gets a message right, mm-hmm. and that his, his guy that's in a super secret lair taking all of his sanctum mnemonic messages sanctum pushes a button and the shadows ring lights up. How does that fucking work <laughs> in nineteen twenty whateverness? This was the thirties, and it's called magic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh. All right, so and so then he drops off Roy and says, "If we need you, we'll call you." <laughs> so the shadow gets in his car and he goes from Stephen Baldwin to Alec Baldwin, and he tell <laughs> and he tells Mo to the Cobalt Club. And I love the Cobalt Club because if you look at those; they don't have play. I really want to go to a place like this, yeah, where there's like dancing and you have dinner and everything's kind of cool and. They don't have places like this. Everybody's Tony wearing fucking like, tuxedos. Tony was like, every every time we see this in a movie, I think, isn't that music going to be too loud? But I'm like, no, they intentionally make it so it's not too loud. Well, this loud. place had three bands playing. <laughs> I mean. And, uh, like. So Lamont is there and he's meeting his Uncle Wainwright. Uncle Wainwright. Wainwright is his first name. His last name. <laughs> his last name is Barth. That's why I was like, are these the real names of the guy? Also. They're all last names as first names. Also, BT dubs, it's Jonathan Winters. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling like he was on set one day, like, want to be in this? Yeah. All right, you only have like three scenes. No, no, but his last name is Barth. Mm-hmm. Barth? Is he Barth, B A R T H? Is he well, related to Barth? <laughs> no, he's Barth, and his best friend is Wayne. Oh, party on Barth. So his name is Wayne and Barth. <laughs> I wonder where Mike Myers got that idea. Hmm, <laughs> the shadow knows. Anyway, so he meets up with his uncle Wainwright. Jonathan Winters on his IMDb, the second Mark film, is the fucking Smurfs. No, because he did the voice of Papa Smurf. He's still alive? I thought he died. He died in uh, 2013, oh, okay. at the age like, of 87. I was say, I thought he died a while ago. All right, so... His Lamont is the yeah. confidant of the police commissioner. Gee, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Who else does that? It's his uncle, the police Superman? commissioner. Somebody else did that. Spider-Man? I don't think it was Spider-Man. You know who else is in this movie? As the voice of the Purba? Oh my god, is it Frank Welker? It is Frank Welker! <laughs> of course it is. What the hell is. was that, Carly? Why are you making a... 
He is the top person on this podcast. He's not in this movie. However, He's the voice of the Perma. I do think I feel like the commissioner is only in this movie because of Batman. Like, <laughs> no, no, because that's how the because this was first, and that's why that's Batman that has a commissioner. And um, well, we don't, I don't. The Shadow's agent in the police department wasn't his uncle. It was the you will get to it later. So the one, dude, it was the other dude. But yeah. So in the radio play, like, this does is from he Batman. Have... No, no, Batman got it from this. But in the radio play, does he have a relationship with the commissioner? Yeah, it's his uncle. Is it... <laughs> the characters are the real character, like... <laughs> and he's telepathic. He has a relationship with anybody the fuck he wants. Because like later on in the movie, you'll we'll get to that. But but honestly, I didn't need this character in this movie at all. Well, it's kind of important because this is how he gets the inside information on the police department. It also okay. helps, gives us kind of some... The Shadow is a lot more of a think piece. It's more complex than Batman. Batman is kind of like a dumbed-down version of The Shadow. They really should have made this movie a slightly Which more Which evidently serious. works. It's like, take The Shadow, yeah, dumb it down, perfect. Because <laughs> sometimes this is a bit too complicated. Like, The Shadow, like, it was was this... If No, no, that's not his real name. His real name is John something, and I forget what it was. It's like, if, that's a bit complicated. If yes. they made it a little bit more serious and more of a film noir and a little bit less of a cartoony, I think it might have worked better. But film noir is really hard to do. People don't really yeah. care about it. I like, like it, but yeah. It had, a, it had a time period and a style, and people nowadays are just not interested it's in It's kind of like westerns, and there's a few genres that people are just Superhero like, movies. Yeah. It's going to be a superhero movie soon. Like yeah. I feel like they're running out of steam because there's yeah. just so many of them now. I By would the love way, another Shadow movie, though. Did you see them. The New Mutants is actually going to come out in August? Who cares? Like, are you sure? Because they've been saying that for like three years now. Because this is the last Mutants movie that was not made by Marvel. Right. So. This is a Fox movie. The last. So it's yeah. probably terrible. Probably. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so now... Um, if I have low hopes, then maybe I might enjoy it. It's also right. a horror movie. I won't enjoy it. <laughs> You've liked horror movies before? Yeah, but not everything's as good as the ginger dead man. <laughs> so, Uncle Wayne Wright is like, it's amazing. You don't do anything. You have no job. You have no direction in life. And yet you're late for every appointment you ever have. He's like, have you heard of opium? <laughs> I made a killing in the 30s with opium. So he was like, man, he's got a lot of money. I said, well, he was an opium yeah. lord. Well, I, think <laughs> I think his family was just rich, too. Yeah, there's that. But meanwhile, he's talking to Uncle Wainwright, and Margot walks in, looking all kinds of all right, oh. and catches the eye of... <laughs> Evidently, surprised Carly, too. <laughs> catches the eye of Lamont. And he's like, whoa. Who's that foxy lady? Jimi Hendrix didn't play. That that was Wayne's mm-hmm. role. It's coming to get you. <laughs> lady. So meanwhile, the police commissioner gets a note saying, hey, we got another shadow sighting. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get together a task force. I'm going to get put an end to this shadow character. And then Lamont goes uses his shadow powers. Notice his eyes go from like hazel to black. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're not going to create a task force. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, again, this is before Star Wars. So guess who ripped off? So guess where George Lucas got that from? <laughs> See, Carly's starting to get the idea. Oh, this is like... No, no. Star Wars is like this. <laughs> so he uses his shadow powers to tell his uncle that he's not going to do any of that. And his uncle's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. You don't even believe in the shadow. It's like, there's a shadow. I'm Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. And that's how he's been staying under the radar. Mm-hmm. All right, so then finally he comes out of the shadow-ness. This helps him keep to the shadows. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was letting everybody laugh because oh, I, yeah. I was waiting for the laugh it's track. It's a really funny joke. You really need to have a laugh track button so when things <laughs> like that happen, you hit a laugh track. We're like, yeah. Look, Ben and Audra just laughed themselves silly. You and, know it. They had and in 2025, DJ will too. Oh. <laughs> so He's not he, that early. <laughs> so then Lamont asks his uncle, hey, who the hell is that? He's like, oh, that's Margot. But she's crazy. She hears voices. She hears voices. Stay away from her. And just then... Um, Lamont gets the waiter and says, hey, go over here. And Margo's like, hey, I'd like to have some. And she's like, blah, 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 73. Mountain Rothschild, 128. Wow, you wrote that down, huh? Yeah, $800 bottle of wine. Tony's a wine guy. Oh, yeah. $800. Is he I was curious. Is it $800? $800 now. Okay. I'm back then, who knows? It's probably like 30 bucks. <laughs> but that, <laughs> but it's the equivalent. So yeah. if you're buying her an $800 bottle of wine today, so that's pretty impressive. And he's like, you know what I've got a hankering for? Peking duck. She's like, I've just been thinking that myself. So they beat feet and they go get Peking duck. Peking duck. And I was like, this is a little creepy. Like, I don't know if I want to do reading my thoughts. <laughs> she's into it. Well, she's into it. And while they're talking. As we learn in Rocky, if she's into it, it's yeah. fine. If they look like a 1990s Alec Baldwin, I guess she'll be okay. If she's a, if she's a millionaire. This is Peak Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. No, it's not Pink Baldwin. I mean,. I don't right. think there's other things Peak Baldwin. Let's not worry about what the Peak Baldwin was. Let's worry about how we get to the, the Chinese restaurant here, and all of a sudden, she's like, oh, thanks for noticing. I actually had it made. And he's like, had what made? I didn't say anything. She goes, weren't you just um, complimenting, complimenting my, my dress? dress? And he's like, no, but I was thinking it. And she's like, oh, wow, I haven't done that in years. And he's like, holy what? shit, she could read Which months. is weird because... Her, his uncle said that she hears voices. So there's rumors that she hears voices, but she hasn't actually heard any voices in years. So how are they these? How are there these rumors? Don't worry about that plot. We're gonna solve it up in a minute. Mm-hmm. So then he does what any logical person would do. He finishes the date mm-hmm. and takes her home, and that's it. We cut to Lamont, and he's sleeping with a bot with a cup of brandy in his hand, like you do, like you do. And his fireplace comes alive, and it's the face of Shiwan Khan, and he and it laughs and it wakes him up. And he's like, someone's coming. Because, yeah. I, I mean, mean, the glass explodes in his hand. I, mean, <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to think this just happens on a Wednesday. <laughs> it might. You know, like, yeah. he's got a crazy life. Yeah. So we cut to the museum where we see that um, there's a problem. And some curators of the museum are like, hey, what the hell? We were expect- we're not expecting a big giant sarcophagus from Mongolia. Yeah, one, like, of, one of the curators is the dad from ALF. <laughs> it is. Again, this movie has all of the actors in it. It's so crazy. It's like, who's in this? Yeah, everybody. Or anybody who's going to be anybody. Yeah. So the dad from Alf is like, well, we're going to figure this out. So two of them take off. But before that, they're like, well, let's see what it is. And they open it up and they look at it and they're like, all right, well, this here lies the emperor of man. So he was like, please let this be in English. (laughs) (laughs) The the, uh, (laughs) the, uh, voice or the uh, language in this movie is... It's a little gray. <laughs> so he reads the inscription, and this is the sarcophagus solid silver of Timogen. He knows we, by knocking on it. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I'd been better if he would have, like, licked it. <laughs> yeah. That's why so he was like, I think he missed his calling. He <laughs> knocked on it and said, this is solid silver. <laughs> and, of course, we all know that Timogen is the birth name of who? Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Very I good. I did not know that. I knew that from this movie I've known it since this movie but this is where I learned it 
And then in school when they're like, yes, we're going to talk about Genghis Khan. Like, Meet Timogen. Like, how did you know that? The shadow knows. The shadow knows. knows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because it doesn't matter where you pick up useful information. It matters that you have it. And oh my God, this is Timogen's sarcophagus. And this freaks them out. And they need to go work on some shit. So they leave one inept guard. Say, don't open it. Good idea. Like, I said, so is he going to feel compelled to open it? Or is it just going to open no, so while the guard is sitting there, the fucking thing opens up by itself. It's a little comical the way it opens. Yeah, so it's got, it's got about six latches and what opens up and he walks over and closes it. Then another one opens and he closes it. Then it does the thing where all of them open and close. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, man, up. I hate Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up and there's a man standing there in full silver. And you're like, holy shit. So the guy takes off his mask and you're like, oh, who is it? Shadow Khan. Shiwan Khan. <laughs> I keep calling him Shadow Khan because he's got the shadow powers and he's the last descendant of Genghis Khan, which isn't true because we're all related to Genghis Khan. <laughs> well, I love, and they say that it's like 1% of the world's yeah. population is a descendant of Genghis Khan. But I kept calling him Shadow Khan and it was pissing John off so much. It's a cool name. And they looked at and the thing, it's like um, at this point in the, in the 30s, <laughs> there was like 8 million people that were descendants of Genghis Khan. And now I want to know if there's a convention where all everyone that likes the shadow gets together and they call it Shadow Khan. <laughs> I wonder. Do you wonder, John? I. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me He's wonder. that face at me. <laughs> and it makes me wonder. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. Okay. So Shiwan is like, pledge loyalty to me. And the guy's like, what are you? And he's like, pledge your loyalty to me. And he's like, what? He goes, fine. Get to your knees. Put your gun to your head. Pull the trigger. And he's like, yes, my gun. Ba-doom! Wow. Some suicide early. And we cut to uh, Federal Building. The War Department. <clears throat> and we see Claymore is there with Dr. Reinhardt Lane. Who's that? This played by Sir Ian McKellen. Magneto? And he sure is Magneto. And he the reason that Tim Curry, yes, the man who played It. Not the new Tim It. Tim Curry's awesome. The old It. And he was also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In Legend. Mm-hmm. In Legend, which hopefully will be on the podcast. And Clue. Oh, someone was going to mention Clue. I love Clue. Legend's talking, on my list. And I love him. They're going through some science stuff. Science time. Well, you got to come look at my beryllium sphere. You keep saying beryllium sphere. It's like... Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. The beryllium sphere. From? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yes. John's favorite. Dog trash. It's one of my favorite Star Trek movies. All right. So then Claymore leaves, and as he's leaving, Margo gets off the elevator, and he's like, Margo, how are you? And he's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, she walks away from him, and he's like... And he runs in front of her and like, Margo, you're not returning my calls. And she's like, I've never returned your calls. I don't like you. It doesn't seem to bother him at all. Nope. And he's like, ha and then leaves. So Margot goes to see her father, and she's like, hey, when did you get this shirt? And he's wearing a red shirt, and he says, but I've always liked green. He goes, this is red. Picks up a cup. This is green. So he's a super smart scientist, doesn't know red and green. Which, okay, he, he should have colorblind. He doesn't seem to be colorblind. colorblind. Like, it's, the gag should. He just should. doesn't know that one, yeah. this is red, this is green. The gag the should color. be that he's colorblind, but it's it's that he's so absent-minded about things not pertaining to what he's working on that he doesn't know his colors, which everyone learns in fucking kindergarten. Uh, well, his brain's like a, like a glass. And he's got advanced <laughs> chemical theory and all kinds of stuff in there, and he doesn't have room for colors. <laughs> but... Um, so then Margo's talking to her dad like, Dad, I met a guy. I met a boy, and he's so cute, and I love him so much. And he's like, oh, that's nice, dear. 
I'm never going to see him again. But why? And she goes on and on. And he's like, and I'm never going to see him again. And he goes, oh, that's great. So he's really not that interested in what his daughter's saying. While he's he works, the absent-minded scientist. Right. While he's doing science, he thinks. We cut back to Shiwan, who has been dropped off by taxi to some mysterious place. And he's like, all right, let me write down. So he pulls out a clipboard to write down where they were going. He's like, you're making a record of my location? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. The I mean, taxi taxis commission. have to keep <clears throat> records. Yeah, taxi commission record makes it. And he's like, oh. Shiwan gets out of the cab and looks at him and goes, you need fuel. And the guy looks at his gas gauge and it says full. Mm-hmm. And then he sees a big sign that says gas. And he goes, must be my lucky day. Thanks, pal. Drives away, drives right into a gas truck and explodes. And then he walks away. He's like, I don't, I, I don't want, I want to be inconspicuous. Clachang, clachang, clachang. As he walks away in full plate mail. Uh, what? Next to the explosion. Yeah. Into uh-huh. the big giant empty vat. Um, void. Yeah. All right. So we cut back to the museum where an officer has shot himself. And Uncle Rainwright is there. And they say, yes, we see a sergeant sneak off. This is his agent in the police department. Mm-hmm. The and they're talking about the homicide. Where clearly this dude shot himself. <laughs> well, the gun's in his hand, but there's no forensics yet. But yeah, not yet. It doesn't take Batman to figure out that this guy probably killed himself. But now we get to see the system. <laughs> I had a look like, what are these things called? God damn it, I couldn't remember the name. Pneumatic tubes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this is not the first movie where we've seen that, though. John Wick. We haven't done it. I don't know. I've seen John Wick kids. I don't know if we've done any other podcasts. It, was it in your Three Musketeers movie? It seems like it would be in that. No, I don't think it was. Hmm. Oh, let's just go rewatch it. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> I'm, hey, everybody liked that movie. I did. It was batshit crazy. Well, the shadow gets this alert message that, hey, some shit's going down. And he's like, let's go to the sanctum. And we learned about there's a murder. I'm using the finger quotes. Murder. And he goes to his sanctum, which is totally cool. He's got super secret knobs and everything. And like, oh, kind of like Batman. No, no. <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> Batman got it from him. Maybe. Uh, at, that, at that point where that kind of thing happened, yeah. it might have been a gray area. Because even in the Batman comics, the shadow shows up. Well, and you, Batman even says, well, I got my inspiration from you. Yeah, even in the Batman comics, he didn't have all that shit when he started. He was just some dude that ran no, around just, like a goofball. At some point, a lot Shot of this people. stuff starts to intermingle and stuff. <laughs> yeah. but Anyway, so he gets into his sanctum. And who's there? Shiwan, who introduces hmm. himself. Shadow Khan? She. That's not till October. Khan. He says, hi, I'm the last descendant of Genghis Khan. He's like, oh. Me too. <laughs> Sweet, are you related to Charlemagne as well? And she pretty she much wants all wants all She wants impressed. like, wow, the great Yanko. Yanko, men are still afraid when they hear your name. And he's like, you're my idol. Oh. And he goes, the Tolku talked about you. It's like, you are a student of the Tolku? He's like, yes, I was. She was like, would you happen to have any American bourbon? I've got a taste for it. I'll be happy to pay for it. And Shadow's like, no, no. no need for that. I made a bunch of money early in opium. <laughs> I'm doing well. Did you want some opium? No, no, bourbon's fine. Okay. <laughs> so he puts a little opium in the bourbon, and he gives them some bourbon. And they drink it down like, oh, American bourbon is delicious. And he asks him where he got his tie. And not yet. He says, hey, would you like to join me in taking over the world? Because, you know, my Genghis Khan took over half the world in his time, and I want to complete the job. He's like, Wow. And that's just when he says, that's a lovely tie, by the way. And now we get, thank you, it's Brooks Brothers. 
is that Midtown? 45th of Madison. You're a psycho. <laughs> Which is, this is a nod to the commercials in the radio show. Yeah. Okay. And in case you didn't know, the Brooks Brothers has just filed for bankruptcy protection. You know, they're, they're not doing so well because of the COVID. Yeah. So everybody go out there and get you some Brooks Brothers. Just because mm. they filed for bankruptcy doesn't mean they're going out of business. No means they're going to sell the company to somebody else. For cheap. It's a big name to throw away. Mm-hmm. It's a big Somewhere. name. Someone will buy it. There's like six or seven. Um, what is it? It's part of the, I think it's part of Lord and Taylor. The conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Men's Warehouse, Lord and Taylor, Brooks Brothers. There's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article. So anyway, the shadow gets a little hinky. You know? I was like, something's going on here. Because the shadow knows. Because the shadow knows. What well, lurks in the men's of hearts. And he hits a secret compartment where there's what? a gun. What? <laughs> what lurks he, in the men of hearts. Yeah, hearts of men. And he grabs one of his 1911s, but just then, Shiwan's leaving, and he throws a coin at him, and he catches it, and you hear, for the bourbon. But it's a weird coin. It is. And we cut to Shiwan, who's in his his lair, if you will, and he rallies his troops. He's in his hotel. We don't know it's a hotel yet. Oh, it, okay, fine. It, it's his lair. Thank you. Isn't it more fun to say that? Could be a volcano. We don't know. Could be a hollowed-out volcano with sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking foreheads. You don't know. So he rouses his troops, and they're all like, "We're in!" And we cut to Roy. Roy, who's with his wife now, and they're talking about the shadow. And she's all this shadow. I think it's all just made up. And he's like, "Ah!" And there's a buzz at the door, and he's like, "I'll get it." And who is it? It's amazing. They were talking about the shadow, and there he is, right there, Carl. That's mm-hmm. what you call amazing mm-hmm. time. It's right? like he's telepathic. Yeah. His ears were burning. For all we know, it could have been the shadow that put the down the wife there. You don't know. And he's like, hey, I need you to analyze this. So luckily, Roy's like, okay, well, I happen to have all that shit right in my house. No, that's not what he says. Mm-hmm. He says the sun is shining, but the ice, the is, ice slippery. is slippery. He's like, you're an agent of the shadow. He's like, who? The who? Right, the what right. <laughs> So Roy has starts analyzing, and he's like, it can't be. It's brosium. It's pure brosium. Man out of bras. Yes, bras and men. Tony was like, so this dude manages to recognize a metal that he didn't think existed in like, it's like two this minutes. This is bronzium. This does I didn't think this existed. Then how do you know what the fuck it looks like? <laughs> well, it's right here on my handy metal step may yeah. or may not exist chart. <laughs> yeah. And he gives us whole adamantium, right. uh, yeah, brosium. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to this whole thing about, hey, would you know what you could do with brosium? Is you can make an X implosion explosive device. With Holy this. shit. But you would need to have certain charges, and then he finds his chalkboard, erases it, and he draws. Wait, wait, let me ask you this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Why do chalkboards never work? Because, like, he erases it. Like, every movie, man. I've used chalkboards that work. Yeah. Every movie I've seen, they, like, draw something, and they're like, hold on, and they erase it, and it doesn't work worth a shit. So they just write somewhere else on the chalkboard. And like, okay, I can explain this to you. You can do that. Because this isn't about the men that harsh with the evil in them, right? No, this okay. is about how chalkboards work. Okay. So, have you ever washed a chalkboard? Yes. And it's perfectly pristine. Yes. And then you write on it, and you go to erase it when it's still <laughs> wet, and it doesn't really work very mm-hmm. well. So they just cleaned that chalkboard okay. when they started filming because they wanted it to look really clean. And then they try to erase, but it won't work because it's fucking not dry. Because it takes a little bit for chalkboards to dry. They're not like dry erase boards where they dry really fast. It's fucking made of clay or whatever chalkboards are made of slate slate thank you and slate absorbs water so it takes a little bit to dry that's probably true as shit <laughs> all right well so we see that roy has the shit amazing on that motherfucker. <laughs> so we see that roy has drawn 
the device that Dr. Lane is creating. Elaine fixed the plot hole. Check that off on your bingo card. <laughs> so Shiwan calls Dr. Lane telepathically. Of course. Because mm-hmm. he's inside and he's working on his things and he's a working and he's a getting this wire and doing his thing and we hear, Reinhardt Lane. So and then, I was like, is that a place or a street or a person's <laughs> name? No, it's a person's name. Or clothing, clothing line. No, people used to have more distinguished names. <laughs> and we, so Reinhardt goes outside and he smokes a cigarette. He smokes a llama. Mm-hmm. Because one of the sponsors of the I shadow call that was... A llama bite? I call llama it the llama bite. Cigarettes? What kind of cigarettes? Llamas. Llamas. Oh, they were camels? I want to know because it was camel cigarettes, and you. But I already saw the shotgun. You did. You saw the shit out of it. Total if you look on llamas, is I would climb a mountain for a llama. They couldn't. I'm guessing. I, I didn't see it. But I'd walk I'm a mile they for a camel. Get sponsorship for camel. Yeah. So they were like, all right, well, it'll be llama because camel used to be so. And I so want to know. Does that? Or maybe it's a llama bite. <sighs> Jesus Christ! It, does that billboard smoke? Do smoke rings twenty four seven? Yes. The real one? There Where was that come from? There was a camel billboard that did that. All the time. All the time. I'm guessing Where'd some, the smoke they would have had to keep filling it with water. Oh, okay, okay. Or some dudes in there just... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... It's just, I was just like... I was, maybe you do it for like a few hours a day during rush hour or something for a cool effect. But this is like midnight on the, and it's next to a building. I'm I don't like, know. Oh, who's seeing this? And I was like... Well, because it is based off a real billboard. So maybe they just had a guy constantly going up there with... Hey... Cigarettes used to make a shit ton of money. That's true. Yeah, because you know the U.S. theory. If we have a cash crop that makes billions of dollars, let's do everything we can to eradicate it. Like opium. Well, yeah, that too. And hemp. The shadow knows. And hemp, yeah. Hemp, yeah. Was, hemp. hemp was a big one. Yeah. America did grow a lot of opium. Let's not... Right. Let's be serious and here. Still and cocaine. They used, mm-hmm. Cocaine was like medicine back in the day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um... I'm sick, Doc. We'll have some of this cocaine. If you think USA don't have money in opium fields, then you aren't paying attention. The comic strip that I saw that was awesome. It's like a guy, and he's got his arms broken or something, and he's like, this used to be medicine. It's like, your arm's broken? I don't know. I think it's ghosts or something. Here's your cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) The other one was uh, laudanum. Laudanum. Yeah. Have some laudanum. Whoa. (laughs) Everybody in the Wild West was all fucked up. Which was opium and alcohol mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't worry about your arm anymore. Nope. (laughs) I have a toothache. Have some love. <laughs> now I can't feel my face. That's what <laughs> medicine ruined Wider's first wife. I don't know if it was his first wife, but one of them. She mm-hmm. was addicted to laudanum. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she may or may not have been a prostitute though before they got married. So I know she was. So Claudia gave the, the triplets in interview. Brandy, drunk on brandy wine. <laughs> laudanum. Laudanum. All right, so we get there and we see at the end there Reinhardt's like, "Yes, my God." Moving on. All right, which, is, which is a shame because he's this bad guy is such a fan of the shadow. <laughs> he thinks he's so great, you know? It's like, it's a shame they couldn't work it out. Yeah. Well, like, I think it was the approach was a little Yeah, off. you don't get that in movies a lot. You know, Red Skull doesn't walk up, dude, Cap, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can I join up with you? Can, can we do like a collab? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, even when you got the Avengers got together, they had a fight Look, first. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take over the world, but I want to share it with you because yeah. you're my hero. You're my idol. It's like he told him. It's I like, based my whole. Yanko. Yeah. I base my whole like thing situation after you. His situation. His situation. Whoa. Oh. All right. So we come back to the Cobalt Club where Lamont is having dinner with his uncle. Again. He's giving him the same speech. I don't understand it. You're late for everything. You don't do anything. How do you do that? And his answer was very simple. Practice, Uncle Wayne. Right. Hmm. And Margot shows up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Everybody, check <laughs> out Margot's fucking badass coat. 
<laughs> I know Elena's favorite tertiary object. She does look it's like an not, X-Men villain. It's not my favorite tertiary object, but her fur no, coats are so pretty. She wore with the white dress that you thought was an X-Men villain oh, yeah, outfit. Yeah. That's no, when they first met. This is the green dress. Yeah. <laughs> the green fur. The white outfit looks like something that what that diamond chick would wear yeah, in white, the white first queen. class. Yeah. All right, so... And then Margo comes up to the commissioner and is like, hey, what are you doing about my father? And he's like, look, I told you, just because your father's acting a little differently doesn't mean anything. She's like, look, I, they won't let me go see him. He said he doesn't want to see me. And when I talk to him on the phone, he sounds off. He's like, he works at the war department. He might be working on something top secret that you just can't be around. Which, which is true. But then she's like, but he spoke Mandarin to me on the phone. And he doesn't, he doesn't speak, speak Chinese. <laughs> now, Lamont hears this and goes, hmm? Yeah, that's when the shadow goes, hmm. His, his spidey sense is tingled. His Peter tingle. No, no, Lamont tingle. His, <laughs> his, his Lamont tingle. His Lamont tingle. His Lamont. Lima? Shadow sense. Shadow sense. Yeah, but his tingle. He's got yeah. a little Lamont. You, you work on that. <laughs> his Cranston tingle. He got a little Cranston crawlies. See, and she's like, my father's not even working on anything really important. It's like it's some kind of implosive device, and the shadow's like, holy shit, and leaps. Why would you think an implosive device isn't that big a deal? Because no one knew what an implosive device was in the 30s. If you heard the word explosion, you're like, all right, that's bad. Implosive. What does that mean? It goes the other way? Mm-hmm. It makes tiny little black holes. That sounds bad. And then she's like, what do you think, Lamont? What? Oh, you're not here anymore. He disappeared. And he's somebody, gone. Somebody else does. That. And she's like, hey, Lamont, I need to talk to you. And he's like, fuck off. Mm. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And then he uses his... his um, he tries Shadow to, powers and his eyes go black. Says, and he's you like, won't forget all about me. And, and she's like... like why? No? She's like, why would I do that? And he's like, oh, shit. He's Oops. like, you won't forget you've ever seen me. She's like, no, I won't. Have you been drinking? And he's like, I got to go. And he and he jumps in the taxi with Mo, and they skedaddle out of there. And we see Alec Baldwin turn into Stephen Baldwin again. I mean, he becomes, <laughs> I mean, he becomes the shadow. He becomes a shadow. Or is it Billy Baldwin? I think he looks more like Billy. He, well, he definitely turns into one of his brothers. He looks definitely like vampires. I really think he looks like Billy when he's a shadow. Makes me wonder if Billy was a stunt double. No, it was a big rubber mask. All right, or so, his brother Billy. Or his brother Billy. So we cut to Dr. Lang's office. And the guards are just standing around and talking about what they're going to have for dinner. He's like, I don't want a burger again. I'm not going to ask you for having another burger again. You want to get a burger? Mm-hmm. And just then, I'm sorry, go ahead. These guards are very recognizable um, character actors. Oh, yeah, they are, too. Yeah, the guy on the left was in Parker Lewis. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember One dude thing. was in ER. Yeah, that's the, the, the big same guy's guy from ER. That. The other guy was in some stuff, but I couldn't remember what it was. The Prophecy. That's what. Again, all of these actors in this movie are yeah. very famous. Mm-hmm. Like, the budget was only, what, $40 million? Yeah. Everybody and, did scale on this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> all right, and so the guards are talking, blah, 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 and they get killed. With crossbows. They both get a bolt to the gut. Soup, soup. Mm. Sudia. No, that's the sound of crossbows hitting. Soup, soup. Sudia. No? Whoa. for you? <laughs> there you go. Tony got it. All right, so then the henchmen are out here with their crossbows, and we hear laughing. <laughs> Somebody needs to be Is in a radio that play. What hear? Yes, just like that. And it's the shadow, and he starts throwing punches and throwing the bejesus and beating up on the henchmen. And he throws one of the henchmen off of a building by hurling himself off of it as well. And luckily, 
he lands on like a goblin or something, or was a gargoyle rather, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Next time you get to be on top." And Tony's like, like, "What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then a bunch of other henchmen show up, and the shadow does his shadow thing, and there's the a cool scene. Get away with Ian yeah. McKellen. Right, the, <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen is gone. And we see the shadow being all, like, he is a shadow. And they shoot crossbow bolts into his shoulders. And you see him, like, walk away and take his, he's coming, you know, into real life. I guess he's crossing dimensions. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's coming out of the painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's coming out of the painting, yeah. But then he pulls his, and he's doing his whole shadow thing. And he uses guns on guys with crossbows because he figures this is technology from like you know the 1300s, and I have guns. Yeah. So I'll just use that. Have armor on. Yeah. I'll guns, just shoot them. <laughs> guns take a lot less time to reload than a crossbow. Not these guys. These guys have one of the the crossbows with the rapid action reload. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we cut to Margot, who gets a call from her father, and he summons her to his lab. So she goes there, but she sees only dead bodies. Who the shadow mostly people. killed. Except for the two guards outside. Mm-hmm. But now she goes outside and she gets the llama bite. <clears throat> That's what I'm calling I call it the llama bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yes, my con. So the shadow tried to hypnotize her. didn't work. But this guy does it from, you know. Through a sun, billboard. Through a fucking billboard. He's a much better telepath. That's because. He's Professor X. No. He's not a better telepath. But the shadow and Lamont and Margot have a very special connection. They looked at each other, their timers went off. <laughs> so the shadow cannot hypnotize her because she is his person. She's his lobster. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alright. So she goes to see she Shi Wan Khan, mm-hmm. who says, I have a mission for you, and hands her a dueling pistol. Mm-hmm. A dueling pistol. Yeah, that's what I said. One shot against the shadow. <laughs> So, and then she's on her way. So she's in a trance. She goes right to Lamont's house, and she walks in, and she sees him, and she shoots him. But no, no. Nay, nay. It's a mirror. That was a mirror. And meanwhile, Lamont stands up, and she's looking, and he's like, huh. Takes the gun. He's like, waves his hands. He's like, hey. Then he does the shadow thing. goes, Margo Lane. And she wakes up. She's like, huh, 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 huh. Oh my God, how did I get here? Where am I? Like, you're at my house. Yeah. And you tried to kill me. Apparently. Why uh, did you do that? Cranston Manor doesn't have any security. No. Well, the sh- he does. Look, he knows what lurks in the hearts of man. That's he true. doesn't need security. Well, apparently he does. Cause it's did he so die? Did he no, die? No. Did he die? No. But, but did you die? That's true. So then he's like, hey, why are you here? And he's like, she says, I just heard a voice keep repeating in my head, go kill the shadow. And I came here. And then oh, she does. Shit, that means you're the shadow. Bam. Mm. And now she knows the evil in this guy's heart. Damn. No, she thinks. Penelope does. She only knows the good. Oh, she doesn't know about Yanko. Really Although she did say before, why do I know what's with Yanko? <laughs> All right, so jeans, Lamont leaves. And he notices he's being followed by one of Shiwan's guys. So he does the old switcheroo and he starts following one of Shiwan's guys and goes to Chinatown. Or Mongolia town. I don't know where it is. <laughs> and we find Shiwan eating like a barbarian. Yeah, he is. And he walks up and he's like, hey, nice tie. And Shiwan has, like, food all over his hands. He's like, thank you. Sit down. <laughs> and Still like, a fan. Thank you, I will. He's like, this is great. I can't believe it's you again. He's like, by the way, you sent Margot Lane to kill me. And he's like, don't be ridiculous. 
I sent Margot Lane to be killed. Tell me, Yanko, how did you do it? <laughs> and he gets all excited like a little schoolboy, and he's like, I didn't kill her. Blicka, and he, blicka, blicka, and blicka, he's blicka, like, blicka, but blicka. now she knows you're the shadow. You have to kill her. And they're like, no, no, no. And he's like, that's it. She wants like, you know what? You're boring me. And grabs the purple and throws it down on the table, like right between the fingers. And he's like, oh, you never mastered the, the purba. And oh, oh, the shadow's like this fucking thing again. Because I bet he doesn't like it because it bit him. Yeah. I, I well, apparently the shadow was never able to master the purba because he always tried to use brute strength. Whereas you apparently need to sur- surrender to the purba. I guess, I don't know. I'm falling for that line again. No way. But anyway, a Mongolian warrior walks up with a gun for no reason. Because I think the purple I mean, would have had him sitting there. Right. So now he's got to hold a gun to him. Meanwhile, the shadow looks at him, uses his shadow powers, and is like, give me the gun. Give me the gun. Well, he distracts him because he tells him that he killed the master. Yes. The, the Who's the master? Show enough. Go back and listen to our episode on The Last Dragon. The second one. Episode 2. This is 178. That was a long time ago. But anyway, Lamont gives the nod, and the Mongolian warrior throws the gun to Lamont, who catches it. And Shiwan's like, you incompetent, weak-minded fool, and stabs the Mongolian warrior in the chest with the purba. Mm. And now we have a shadow power fight, and Lamont shoots, and Shiwan shoots, and the bullets hit each other. It's like, that's amazing. That they were able to shoot and hit each other. I think if you can get Cougar and maybe Dennis Hopper would be able to do that together. But this shot here is amazing. This has yeah. got to go on the list. <laughs> you couldn't get Jason to do this because he wouldn't understand what you were trying to accomplish. Because like, he's a zombie. Yeah. Um, maybe five. Plus he doesn't use firearms. He uses bow and arrow. Maybe five, six guys in the world to make that shot. Yeah. High, high wind in the house. Yeah, high wind in the house. All right, so she now yells, breaks the window, and jumps out of the window and vanishes. Um, and so now the shadow gives chase, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, where did he go?" And we end up at an empty lot, and this is the same empty lot we've been passing earlier in the movie. We keep passing the same empty lot, and it's just kind of like background scenery. You don't really think anything of it, but now you notice this lot must be special because we keep passing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shadow kind of disappeared into the empty lot. We don't know where he had disappeared to. We just know he vanished. So Lamont goes home to find Margot, and she's asleep on his sofa. He's like, bitch, get out of here. And he's like, hey, it's late. You can sleep here. I have guest rooms. And she's like, can I stay in your room? And he's like, no. No. (laughs) You scare me. Go away. (laughs) I can't control you. She says, you don't scare me. And he goes, I, but I. But you scare me. And no hibbity, no diggity. She wanted it, though. No diggity, no doubt. (laughs) <laughs> so the next we cut to Lamont who's having a dream he's having, having a dream where he tears off his own face and he becomes Shiwan Kong which I forgot about and kind of scared me a little <laughs> I was like wait what's going on yeah, for a minute I thought it was really happening yeah, that Shiwan Kong had, sl- had snuck in yeah. with the face <laughs> and nope. was going to murder Margo and the next day Lamont gets fully dressed in his suit goes into the room where Margo is where she's sleeping in a nightgown I was where like, I wonder she he's that under that green perv- <laughs> He is perving on her heart. And so she wakes up. She doesn't she, care though. She's just like, she's, Stop. she's down. She tells him about this sensual dream that she has where she was butt booty naked and all on of a sudden beach. on the and beach. The, the and waves were lapping at her toes. She's like, Oh, what about you? And he's like, I had a dream where I ripped off my face with somebody else. And he's like, 
whoa. <laughs> you have issues. And he's like, I know. <laughs> he's like, get dressed. And she's like, my dress is rumpled. I'm like, well, you left it in a heap on the floor. Of course. And he's like, no, no, but I got something. Yeah. Let me check he's my like, lady I got closet. some stuff. And he's like, this is from my Aunt Margot or Aunt um, Estelle or something. I yeah. never said. He's like, she was a stylish lady. And she's like, huh, she kept a figure too, didn't she? <laughs> Like, yeah, why do old ladies have to be fat, Margot? She's a, she's evidently a rich lady, so no more about it. So then Margot, you know, is like, oh, you don't have to leave. I can get changed right in front of you. Goes behind the old screen, yeah, and puts on the dress. And she's like, all right, you got to go. And he's like, no, you're leaving. She's like, no, we never. She's like, I'm staying. He's like, we talked this last night. She's like, no, no, you talked. I never agreed to anything. You talked, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a point. Like she did not agree. And you can't just tell Dame what to do. Dames be Damon. Dames. I thought Matt be Damon. Be Damon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a little back and forth, and they finally agree, fine. Fuck it, we're going to go together. Maybe because- Dames be Denchin for the great Dame Judy Dench. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you were fine there with Damon, and then you That one made Tony's off. brain hurt. Look at him. <laughs> All right, so I'm about to pull my face off and be Lao Shen or whatever the fuck his name is. Shadow Khan. Shadow Khan. She won. That's in October, by the way. <laughs> Get I'll clear my schedule. Right. So we're gonna be over then. <laughs> Mark, the two guests at ShadowCon are gonna be Shimon Khan and Shao Khan, <laughs> and maybe Sheer Khan. And they're gonna watch Wrath of Khan <laughs> and Shadow from Jaja. Nice Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Yeah. Khan. And, and like, it yes. happens with William Shatner just yelling Khan. <laughs> What's in your water? Exactly? <laughs> <laughs> so Doctor Lane explains how. Big the blast will be, and it may because they're on top of the Empire State yeah. Building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to go from one side here from here to, to here. there, and that's just the explosion. The fallout from that's going to be much bigger. And he's like, "Oh, great!" And they're on top of the Empire State Building, and some sailor makes a crack about Shiwan's clothes, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, bitch!" Really? <laughs> he's like, "Go jump off the building." Nice dress. And we have a continuity error because this takes place in the 30s, and those fences that are up there didn't get sold until 1947. So, so in the, the 30s, 30s, you just jumped off if you wanted to jump off? Yeah. And wow. evidently, that's why they put them there. Because no, I mean, because if you, you want to know the best If you're like, you know where I want to die? I want to make sure that there's no chance of them. You jump off the Empire State Building. I mean, this is one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie, and you want to know why? Why? Because you can see the body. So oh, yeah. you see Lamont and Margot walking mm-hmm. down the street, and you see the body in the background, <laughs> and it hits part of the building and bounces, and you because you can kind of hear him. Ah, <laughs> Like he doesn't fall straight down. He yeah, no. shit on the side. Of he him. hits it and like bounces it. Well, so because the fucking building, funny. It comes it's like down. a cartoon. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. But it's just really funny. It's one of my favorite things about this movie. All right. So Lamont and Margo are out discussing Shiwan and in my thing here. You, I have a note that mm-hmm. just, you see the sailor. Thanks for biting my shit again. Ooh. And Margo discusses that Shiwan will need a beryllium sphere to contain the bomb. Hmm. And they're like, whoa. As luck would have it, Claymore's working on that. So the two scientists were building an atom bomb. They didn't even know. I like that. What the fuck was the beryllium sphere for exactly? I don't know, but I like that his name is Claymore. Because it's a type of incendiary device. It's a bomb. It goes boom. All right. So Lamont's like, all right, fine. Well, I keep losing him at this vacant lot. I'm going to go look for the beryllium sphere with Dr. Claymore. You go find out what's up with this vacant lot. And she's like, I, I, Captain Tan. So then... Isn't that really weird? (laughs) You did. The shadow goes to where Claymore works and is looking for him. 
But Claymore is like, haha, I'm a bad guy in like the biggest turn ever. And he's like, I'm a bad guy. Where does he work? In the weird round room. In a weird round building that doesn't yeah. seem to have anything inside. That has nothing in it but this, but this giant lever to flood the place. That's all it's got in it. second movie in a row with a water trap. Yeah. So then he hits the water and it starts flooding the sphere. But before he, he as he's, the sphere is flooding, he's shooting at the shadow and he hits him. Well, he he's turns like, on the water. I got you. So we can see where he is because he's in shadow form. And he hits him. And then he's like, all right, well, fuck it. I didn't hit you, so I'm just going to leave. And he locks the door behind him and then he jimmies the thing so you can't unlock it. And the shadow's like, oh, I'm going to get out. And he can't get out. And it's like, uh-oh, this is bad and I've been shot. So he uses his telepathic powers and he's like, Margo. Instead of I need you. anybody nearby. <laughs> Nobody can only communicate with Margo. No. a special connection. Mo, are you close? <laughs> yeah. Get in your fucking taxi. All right, but Margo gets there just in time to save him. He manages well, to prolong his life by using bullet holes as air holes. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Right. Like you do. So then Tony's like, is he going to tell her that when she opens this door, she is going to... <laughs> <laughs> Open the door and jump quickly. No. <laughs> She's like, what's going on? Blue is going on. So then it's all of a sudden, you know, wet and wild. Yeah. And we're going off here. All right. So the, we cut to Lamont sleeping and Margo walks in and sees what he is dreaming. And it is the flashback for him being Genko. Him doing some pretty awful shit. Mm-hmm. And she wakes him up and he's like, uh, and he's like, I saw what you were dreaming of and I'm okay with it. And that's pretty much how that conversation goes. Well, you think there'd be a bit more discussion. You're like, you used to kill a bunch of people, huh? Matt, she is so into him. She's like, your past is in the past. <laughs> <laughs> if she was any hotter for this dude, her pants would be on fire. <laughs> okay, well. So we cut back to Shiwan, who's talking to his followers and they prepare the bomb. And then we get the news, the obligatory newspaper headline leads where <laughs> Madman threatens to blow up the city, demands For, jewels and... No, demands a billion dollars. And I was like, do they have a billion dollars? One billion dollars. And nine, what money? Can anybody know the equivalent to that? Nope. Oh, God. It's probably like a bajillion trillion dollars yeah, now. Like an un- it reminded me of, like she said, Austin Powers. We're yeah. just like, dude, we don't have that kind of money. Like that money doesn't even <laughs> exist yet. Like that was like, this is 1961. It doesn't even exist. Well, yeah. this is 30 years before that. Yeah. This is way before that. All right, um, so we cut to Lamont and Margot, and they're talking about Khan's demands, and they talk about how, you know, the vacant lot. Like, what is that vacant lot? It's like, well, it was a hotel, mm-hmm. but it, everybody remembers when it was being built, but they ran out of money, and it was sold. Yeah. And But where was it torn down? Nobody no recalls sense. it being torn down. Only that it is torn down, and there's nothing there now. It's like, that's strange. So they go to the lot, and the shadow uses his shadow's powers. He's like, oh my god, it's glorious! And you see, like, the haze pulls away, and you can kind of see the hotel. And as he keeps looking at it, he sees more and more of the hotel there. It's just there. And so some guys walk by. It's like, hey, fella, fella, what what do you see right there? What's the name of that building? And he's like, whatever, loser. It's like, wow, Shiwan Khan has hypnotized the entire city. That's amazing. (laughs) So we cut to Dr. Lang. He's working on the bomb inside. While Claymore gives him shit. He's like, bet you didn't think I'd be friends with a conqueror, did you? Bet you wish you'd be nice to me, didn't you? And she was like, that's enough of that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. creepy. I and heard then, you thought you were going to be a king. Oh. He's like, not really a king. A duke, maybe. Then Your choice, of course. Kind of choking him, kind of going to break his neck type thing. Yeah, I think he was pondering it. He's like, fuck it. 
can you recreate this bomb anytime I want? All right, well, then we Dr. Uh, Lang here. It's obsolete. It's obsolete. Go put him in a room so he can enjoy the bomb. And he's like, yes, my Colin. And that's the last we see like him for this. He's going to be killed by his own He's explosion. like, we have a plane coming in an hour. So and set the alarm here. for two hours. And I'm like, why don't you want to leave right away? Yeah. Like, Let's not fucking fuck around here. He needs to make sure no one finds his bomb. So the shadow is at the hotel. And Claymore is like, uh-oh, the shadow's here? He might be mad at me. I tried to kill him yesterday. <laughs> and she wants, like, all of you, go kill him. And right. Claymore's like, wait a minute, I'm not okay with killing people. I'm like, fucking two scenes ago, you tried to murder a guy, and you were laughing while you did it. Yeah. But now you're, you have a big problem with it. I do want to interrupt here because I want to talk about um, Shiwan Khan's head um, bat henchman, okay? That actor, his name is Nils Stewart... He uh, used to be a professional wrestler for. He was a professional wrestler for IWF, and his name was The Stomper. But I was looking on his IMDb, and uh, his children's names are Megan, Sage, Boo Boo, and Fifel. Fifel, <laughs> like so the they mouse. Got, they got worse. They got yeah. I'm just Boo Boo and Fifel. I just thought it was really funny and wanted to talk Feifel. about that. Also, that guy's not Mongolian. <laughs> He's a Russian. And um, the Mongolia and Russia are right there. So. Something else. And Southern Russia, Northern Mongolia. I bet they look a lot. Oh no, I just lost it. I get. Well, you're right. It doesn't say what part of Russia he's from. Because he might be from that that part. Because Mongolia is the next country down. Well, he's Blackfoot, um, Native American, and Russian, Russia. and something else. Okay, well, we'll, we're gonna give him credit for Mongolian close enough. Okay. All right, so you're Claymore right, has a, Claymore has a Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. And he's stalking the shadow. And he ends up in a ballroom. And he turns around and he's shooting. He's like, ah, I'm going to kill you. It's Slimer. <laughs> it is Slimer. And he tries to shoot him and calls the shadow. He's like, yes, sissy. <laughs> you can't be tough calling a guy sissy like that. You just yeah. don't sound tough. And then the shadow uses his shadow powers. And he punches him. And he's like, oh, you're weak-minded. I gotcha. Mm. And he gets into his head. And he's like, you're not even worth killing. Get out of here. That's so mean. And he's like, hey, there's your exit. So he uses his mind powers to make Claymore think that a glass window is an exit. And he <laughs> runs through it Dives. and commits suicide. You didn't kill him, though. Nope. Yes, he, did. he doesn't have to save you, though. Oh, that's you. the other guy. Yes, yeah, that's, 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 that's the... Um, the ripoff. The ripoff. That ripoff. That's right. The bad guy. The ghost who walks. No, sorry. That's the phantom <laughs> who also ripped off that. All right. So the shadow meets up with Shiwan. And he's like, hey... Nice to see you. And he pulls his guns. She wants like, ha ha, fucker, I got you. And he hits a button. And the floor starts to shake like it's, what's that game with the labyrinth? Was it with the, you had to get the marbles? Never mind. Yes. I think it was labyrinth. Labyrinth, yes. Like the labyrinth. And also the, whoa. You know where else we've seen a floor like that? Flash. Oh. <laughs> He's America. King of the impossible. Anyway. And the hawk, Ugh. Hawkman's. Uh, so then, she wants sends Perba. To go kill the, 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 the I was gonna say the fucking Flash now. Thank you, the Shadow. Mm-hmm. But Lamont concentrates really hard. He's also American. As he's holding it, and what's funny about this is you can see the CGI kind of messes up because at one point he's holding nothing, and then he cuts again and he's holding the knife. Ooh. But whatever. They didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but anyway, he concentrates. Purpose like at his neck, and it's about to kill him, and he lets go, and he's using his mind powers, and Purpose just there, and then he sends Purpose. 
to go stab Shiwan right in the gut. But just then, this sets the mind powers off all over the city. And everybody can see the building now. And all of a sudden, Reinhardt wakes up and like, uh-huh, blah, blah, blah. What's going on? So his mind control over everybody's gone because he's not concentrating. he's weakening. Because he's not concentrating. Because yeah. you got to concentrate on stuff like that. What about when he's sleeping? How does that work? Doesn't, don't worry about Maybe that. Maybe he doesn't sleep. He's still strong in his powers. There you go. <laughs> Carly's thought this one through. <laughs> Shiwan runs. He's like, oh, fuck this. F this. I'm mobile. He goes full Dinkleman. Mm-hmm. And you never go full Dinkleman. It doesn't have mobile. <laughs> but Margo finds her father and says, hey, there's a bomb here. We need to disable it. So the shadow and Shiwan go into the room from Enter the Dragon that's all full of mirrors. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they they do the thing where it's like, where are you? This sequence was supposed to be a lot longer, but there was an earthquake that destroyed a bunch of the mirrors. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So then finally the, the shadow's like... Where was this like, filmed? Uh, LA. Oh, okay. So finally the shadow's like, you know what? I'm going to use my shadow mind powers and explode all of the mirrors at once. Good idea. And that... Couldn't have ended badly for anybody because no. none of that shrapnel would have came back. No. It would have like, been. It's struck by any of it. None it would have been cooler if you had seen uh, Shadowcon being hit by pieces of glass constantly, like death by a thousand cuts. Like he has to concentrate on trying not to get cut by mm-hmm. them. And we cut back to Margo and Reinhardt, who have to chase the bomb. Conan the Destroyer that has a good. Yeah. So we go back, yep. and Margo's like, hey, we need to disable this bomb. And Reinhardt's like, this is great work. Who did this? You. It's like, well, how do you disable it? And he's like, okay. Well, the timer's like, all right, we have two hours. We have time. So we cut a, a, a wire, and now the, the timer's going real fast. Yep. He's like, son of a bitch. He fixes those seconds wires. Seconds become minutes now become we have seconds. two minutes. And all of a he's like, okay, well, let me try to cut this wire. This is the wire that's evidently holding it up because the bomb falls down <laughs> and rolls away. So now they're chasing the bomb. And it goes into an elevator shaft. So now they have to go in the elevator shaft. And they're like, okay. This is real cartoony. This is real cartoony. And he's like, all right, well, um, come on, Dad. We're running out of time. And we're getting down to seconds now. And he's like, all right, well, eh, green. It's usually green. And he goes to cut the red wire. And she yells, no, green, (laughs) and pulls the green wire. And she's like, look, Dad, this is green. This is red. He's like, oh, well, I've got to remember that. Yeah. It's a really bad thing. My which bad. would be fu- which would make more sense if he was actually colorblind. Yeah. Which wouldn't really matter because it's just you know you should a good bomb tech doesn't go by the color of the wires it goes by where it's connected and how it's connected. I'm not a good bomb tech, so I wouldn't know that. Moving on. <laughs> all right, so we're back in the mirror room, and Lamont, after he breaks all the mirrors, he picks up a big shard of glass and uses his telekinesis and sh- throw it and shoot throws it I don't know mm. just launches, launches it. it thank you uses his mind powers and he stabs Shiwan Khan right in the, in the old bean this is the second movie in a row where someone got stabbed in the head true <laughs> yeah water traps and head stabbings mm-hmm. I love how when we just randomly pick movies they're and, and they're just like wow remember when they all had infinity stones in them for the, like the first half of our <laughs> podcast like, and like, peeing wait a minute and peeing, and peeing. Yes. it's like so you mean to tell me that fucking uh, Red Sonja is a Marvel movie yeah apparently <laughs> Alright, so Sweet. Let me cut to Shiwan waking up And he's in a straitjacket And the doctor comes in And tries to use his mind powers He's like, release me And the doctor's like No No Sorry He's like, oh, let's see those stitches And he's like, what stitches? And he goes, well, we gotta take a piece of your frontal lobe out uh, To save your life But you won't really miss it It doesn't really do anything Well, it is unless you believe in te- um, tele- duh, telepathy 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 And my only critique of this scene was I kinda wish he had a ring on 
Because that would have been fucking funny. That would if funny. the doctor did. But I thought he did have. A I thought he did. I didn't see one. I didn't. I but maybe he did, and I missed it. But I didn't see we'll one. Have to go back and look again. Because that would. I funny. thought it was clear that he was an agent of the shadow. Sorry. So then we maybe could I be wrong. The doctor, I, I might have missed it. Maybe I'm projecting. So the doctor walks out, and we hear him say, "I'm Shiwan Kong, the last descendant of Genghis Khan." Then we have other people. I'm Napoleon. I'm Babe Ruth. I'm Shakespeare. I'm Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. It's Eleanor and Teddy put together. Mm-hmm. They, that kid? guy has real problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Lamont, who's leaving with Margot, and he says, "I'll see you later." He's like, "How do you know where I am?" And he's like, "I'll know." Oh, the shadow knows. Oh, the stalker knows. Creepy. <laughs> and movie. So, what did you think, Carly? Oh, twice in a row I go first. Um, my favorite character was the shadow, Lamont Cranston. Um, my least favorite character was Dr. Reinhardt Lane because I thought it was a waste of Ian McKellen. That's my fair. love. That's fair. <laughs> my favorite line was I dreamed I tore all the skin off my face and was somebody else underneath. And she says, you have problems? And he says, I'm aware of that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> was that your favorite line? It was. <laughs> Not anymore. All right, something else down. My favorite scenes, I didn't really have a favorite scene, but I liked the... Moments where he was walking, like you could see his shadow with the cape, and he had the different hat on. I was like, if he didn't have that hat on, that would totally be Batman. <laughs> or Darkwing Duck. Ooh. And my favorite tertiary object was that green backless dress that I don't know how it was staying on her shoulders, but that was a beautiful dress. <laughs> Double-sided tape. <laughs> and I will... I'll yay it. it there was, you go. It was bananas, but it was fun. It was. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony. Oh, what movie is this again? This oh, is not Batman. Batman. Not Batman. The Shadow. Let's see. Favorite character: Lamont Cranston. Least favorite character was Shaka Khan. What was his name? Khan. Shiwan Khan. Comic Khan. Comic Khan. Yeah, I didn't like him. My favorite line was the one that Carly stole from me. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is is when they shoot each other and the two bullets hit. That was funny. Um, my favorite tertiary object is Alec Baldwin with long hair and Lee Press on nails. <laughs> um, I will yay this movie. Telepathic Batman funded by opium forces people into a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telepathic Batman. <laughs> All right, Elaine. My favorite character is Lamont Cranston. My least favorite character is Margot. I really, I often dislike the romantic yeah. women in these movies because they just are pointless and never do anything and are just annoying my favorite scene is the water trap for no reason i just like it it was cool because it was uh you know just like the forecastle yeah folks <laughs> my favorite line is margo says we need each other and, and lamont goes no we don't and she's like we have a connection and he says no we don't and i just like that little exchange my favorite tertiary object is in the opening scene with Yanko, he feeds some meat to a chow chow. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. love chow chow. I said, that's the lion's favorite tertiary. She did right say there. that. I do. I wrote it down. I love the chow chow. And um, I'm going to get this movie. It's good. All right. Look at that. Three A's in a row. Kind of makes me wish we've got uh, Alec Baldwin as bad. Mm. I bet he would have been good. I don't think this movie did good enough to start Alec Baldwin action star. No. We got Val Kilmer. We did. <laughs> he was a fine Batman. He was fine. 
It wasn't Michael Keaton. No. I think that was half the problem with Val Kilmer. Because it was right after Michael yeah, Keaton. Yeah. I feel like the problem with that movie was Dr. Chase Meridian. Yeah. What a grand pursuit she must be. It's funny because Tommy Lee Jones in that movie is very close to Tommy Lee yeah. Jones in <laughs> Under, Under Siege. Siege. I like chewing the scenery Tommy Lee Jones. He's fun. He's a really good actor, so. All right, so my, my favorite character is the Shadow, Lamont Cranston, everybody. Mm-hmm. And my least favorite character is Claymore. Mm-hmm. Because, man, eh, annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought Tim Curry did a great job with the character he was given. My favorite scene is when Lamont meets Shiwan Khan for the first time in the Sanctum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. Yanko, people are still afraid of your name. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is Lamont's Sanctum. Mm-hmm. And, whoops. And my favorite line is from that same scene. Shocking. In three days, the entire world will hear my roar and willingly fall subject to the lost empire of Shan Kong. That is a lovely tie, by the way. May I ask where you acquire it? Brooks Brothers. Is that Midtown? 45th and Madison. You are barbarian. <laughs> Thank you. We both are. Um, and I will get this movie. Okay. You're supposed to write that down. I already did. <laughs> oh. I knew you were yanked. it. Carly? All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. How do you feel about the shadow? Do you know the evil that lurks in the hearts of men? Wow. Are you the shadow? Maybe. All right. Did you pick a song? I'm working on it. I hope it's not the last song. If you get a chance to watch this movie, give that last song a listen. Was it made for the movie? It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It's not this. This is just. It was like a theme song. But it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah. He couldn't find a song. I thought he was going to pick something fun. I was. I told him to pick ninety five. <laughs> that would have been no. funny. Um, so join us next week on the podcast. For Tony's pick. Did he pick a fucking movie? He, he did. did. I have my movies picked till after I, my birthday. But, um, wow, that's I went to, my next pick is going to be 2019's. Whoa. Wow, that's recent. Dr. Sleep. Doctor, I haven't seen Dr. it. I haven't. Sleep. Yeah. Common spelling? Yes. S L I E P H. You don't know. X. X? Yeah, well, the X is silent. X is silent. Well, we'll look forward Dr. to Dr. Sleep. Starring who? It's essentially, it's, it's uh, Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's essentially The Shining 2. So do we have to watch The Shining first? You don't have to. It, it would help. It's cool if you do, but will you it make Will it impact my enjoyment of this movie in a negative way to see The Shining and then see this and be like, this is not good as The Shining? I, th- I mean, that's... Yeah. See, now, you cor- since you've seen you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I heard if you watch The Shining... It'll help because you'll see little things that don't matter in the movie other than it's like a callback to The Shining. Yeah, but I mean, it depends on how well you know The Shining. The Shining is, if you know it well, then you'll get all this stuff. That's like little things. If yeah. you don't get it, no big yeah. deal. But but if you've never, if you've only seen The Shining once in like 89 or whenever it came out, then you might want to maybe watch it again. But Well, I've never watched The Shining. Oh, shit. I've never seen it. We have a digital I, copy. You can watch it whenever you want. I've never seen it. I know what the movie is about Here's because it's Johnny. one of those pop culture things that everybody talks about enough that I know The Shining, but I've never actually watched it. And it has a welcome back to the podcast, the, uh, Olive Oil. Yes, Shelley Long. And he's like, and that axe is he's large. large. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's not.